Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 219 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Greenbeard from Austin, Texas. The song was called Creatures of the Night. It's the lead-off track from their new album, Variant, which came out on April 9th, uh, courtesy of Sailor Records in the U.S. and Cosmic Artifacts in Europe. I don't know much about Sailor Records, but I know Cosmic Artifacts puts out the premier uh, stoner rock, and that was another example from Greenbeard. Um, you, you think you know what you're getting when you listen to these bands, and you're usually right, but it still rocks, and that's that's how you know you got a great formula. Uh, this week was that was the holiday 420, uh, which a lot of people like to celebrate, and I'm sorry, this is a little late for you, but I don't think you'll mind uh, turning back time a little bit and uh, smoking your drugs and listening to this rock and roll music. I believe that's what it's for. I believe that's what most rock and roll music's for. And I feel like people have been doing that for a long time. And if they've been doing it for a long time, then they've been doing it to Udo Dirk Schneider for a long time, who is my guest on this week's episode of the podcast. Yes, Udo Dirk Schneider from the legendary Accept. Legendary in his own right, too, with his band Udo. But he's got a new covers album called My Way. It's him. It's Udo Dirk Schneider. My Way. Have you heard it yet? You probably haven't because it's not out yet, but I got a couple songs that I can play for you here today, and uh, you can go watch some videos, but whatever. How about we let Udo talk about it? How about we do that? Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Let's get into this episode. Chicky! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We'll be getting it in! Where you getting it out? Well, spring is here, ladies and gentlemen, and that's great. That means I can spend more time outside. I'm very excited to be able to mow the lawn. You think I'm kidding. Every man above the age of 35 knows I'm not. If you're like, hey, man, I live in a city. It's great not to have to mow. Well, you are lying because, well, all right, maybe you're not lying. You just don't know any better. And you're like, hey, man, I grew up in the suburbs. It's like, no. Because you were a kid then, you had to mow the lawn. You were forced to mow the lawn. Your dad was going to kill you if you didn't mow that lawn. Maybe your mom was. Maybe your mom was the murderous one in your family. I didn't have any of those people. I mowed people's lawns for money. $60 a week I would make mowing lawns when I was 15 years old. Do you know how many... Uh, I don't know what I bought with that. I guess I bought CDs. That's probably what I was buying. CDs. Because um, unlike you guys, I was never really into drugs. I was talking about that recently this week. I've done like zero drugs. And uh, I don't want to, but I regret not doing them. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. Like, I like, I hate that I can't even say, ah, man, I don't like the way cocaine makes me feel. I've been around so much cocaine in my life. Living in Baltimore for as long as I did, especially in the hardcore scene, everybody was doing cocaine. Nine to five. That was their job. Nine to five in the morning, you did cocaine, and then you went out and drank all day. And I never once did cocaine. And, uh... I don't regret that, but I don't like that I don't know what it's like, other than I know that it made my friends annoying, and they talked a lot, and usually they get in some sort of fight, sometimes with me, um, and that's fine, whatever, but anyway, it's spring, it's nice out, I've been walking to work almost every day, I go for runs, yesterday I did a seven mile run, that's my longest one of the year so far, so I'm making progress there, and uh, yesterday I ran past the house that I was really excited about. Because I noticed there was a dog going ape shit in the garage. And that reminds me of my childhood. Because the, the garage 
was like cracked like a couple inches and there was just a dog in there losing its mind trying to kill me and that reminds me of my childhood it does that's that's what we used to do you used to do with your dogs you used to put them in the garage and then you just would crack the door if you weren't home and then they would go ape shit in there all day long and uh, I don't blame them, but that's look, look, man. This was the '90s. This was the '80s and the '90s. Uh, we didn't know about heat back then, or whatever our excuse is. Uh, so these dogs would just be in there, and if like, and could the dogs get out? Yeah, the dogs could get out, but uh, that was like a risk everybody was willing to take. And if you got mauled by Bear the Sharpay from across the street at the Callahan's, that was your own damn fault. You know better than to go close to that garage when Bear's in there with the door cracked. That dog will get out of there. That wrinkly little mean as shit Sharpay is going to get out there and tear your ass up, boy. You know that. That's why you don't go in their backyard. Don't walk up to their garage. At least that's what it was like in my neighborhood. You don't fuck with the dogs in the garage. And as I was running yesterday past the dog in the garage, I thought, man, if it happens, it's my own fault, right? I mean, there's been other times where I was running and I, and I got attacked by dogs and didn't even know it. I was running one time and uh, I was <laughs> right around right in my neighborhood. I was running and all of a sudden I heard a noise and then I felt something with my foot and it was me accidentally kicking a Rottweiler in the face as it went to nip at my heels. And it was probably just a real friendly one because that happened and then it ran away. But uh, I felt like a, like a really uh, tough guy for doing that. Kicking a Rottweiler without even knowing it and running away. Um, that, <laughs> that was cool. Uh, but this was cool to see that people still keep their dogs in garages. I, I support that. I know at some point uh, we all became like dog conscious and we're worried about them. Look, man, I am of the opposite mind about dogs. They've had, they get enough respect. Uh, we, we, you know, Michael Vick was horrible to him. And then suddenly we overcompensated. And now now everybody loves everything that dogs do. And uh, we walk around, you pick up their turds, you put them in a bag, and then you put the bag back on the ground. How does that work? You just put the turd in an incubator, and now it's not going to decompose any better than it would have if you just left it fresh and naked on the sidewalk. But now it's in a little incubator bag. What the fuck are you doing? Why do you pick up that turd? Just let it go then, all right? Let it go. I seen one guy, he picked up a turd, put it in a little green bag, and then threw it in the fucking sewer. <laughs> What are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't want you having your dog crap in my yard, too, but I got a ring doorbell cam. I'll see you, and then I'll go crap in your yard as revenge, and I need an excuse to do that. So uh, let's do it. Where's your dog at? Come on. Um, anyway, uh, enough about all that, uh, whatever that was. This interview that I've got here is with Udo Dirk Schneider. I mentioned that in the in the beginning. And I gotta mention here, I don't I don't think I went real hard into it with him, but I love Accept, those early Accept albums. Uh, specifically Restless and Wild and definitely Balls to the Wall. Uh, I like Metal Heart as well. Um, I got one of those uh, one of those Japanese EPs. Uh, I can't tell you what it says. It says something else, but it's like mostly live stuff. Um, but anyway, I, I like early Accept a lot and I think they kill and uh, he left Accept a while ago, right? He was there for a long time, but he left Accept a long time ago and went and started his own thing, UDO. And then he did Dirk Schneider and the Old Gang. And there was also uh, Dirk Schneider. But this time, it's just Udo Dirk Schneider. And we get into why that is all in a quick half-hour interview that I did on my lunch break, baby. That's right. Working double time. Working at work, coming home for lunch, interviewing rock stars. That's my life right now, baby. My family and I are happy. Joel Embiid is hitting game-winning threes against the lowly Toronto Raptors. And spring keeps springing. I don't know what else I could ask for, but I'm going to start with asking for you to listen to this interview with Udo Dirk Schneider. But first, let's play We Will Rock You off of my way. 
ever had a real job other than rock and roll? Ah, not really. I mean, uh, I was working very early in the factory of my family. Yeah. So that was easier. It was not like, okay, exactly in the morning at seven or in the evening. Uh, I, I was, in a way, let's say, a little bit more free. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. I can't yeah. imagine. that. That is everything I think we all want, and that must be, must yeah. be such a great life. I can't, I can't imagine. Well, uh, obviously, we're talking because you got a, a whole new record coming out, which I can't even count how many albums you've done at this point. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them, right? But yeah. this... This one's different, though, right? My way, because this is <clears throat> this is is this the first time you've done all cover songs on an album? Yes, yes. I mean, I did already some stuff like uh, I did Metro Gods uh, for a tribute album of Judas Priest. I did Born to Be Wild a long time ago with Raven, English band Raven. I did uh, Break Break Breaking Breaking the Law with Doro Pesh. Uh, and uh, yeah, but a real album like this is uh, yeah. Let's say it was not planned, it was just happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it came not really like, okay, now I want to make a cover album. We were working in a studio and then we did uh, um, one or two songs, you know, that, ah, come on, I always want to do this for already a long time. So, and then the sound came out very good, you know, yeah. and then we said, yeah, mm, can be interesting, you know, and then they said, yeah, Make a list. What kind of songs you uh, you want to do if you make a cover album? Okay, then I was making a list, you know, but I was making a list, uh, not songs that inspired me. Uh, it was more like I, songs I like, really, when I was young, you know, in the end yeah. of the 60s, 70s, beginning of the 80s. Yeah, and then we start working on this slowly, and then we get a record company involved, and I said, um, can you imagine that Udo is doing a cover album? And they said, yeah, but first you want to listen to some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we sent him some stuff and they said, wow, it's not what we're expecting, you know. It's like, uh, I think for me, the most important thing uh, on this cover album is um, that I put my own character on there, you know. Sure. Uh, we were changing some stuff, make it more heavy, heavier, uh, changing also the arrangements and stuff like that. So, uh, and that was a very important part for me, you know. I mean, to be me on this album and not like uh, Robert Plant, uh, Klaus Meine, Rob Helford, or whatever, you know. So, yeah, yeah and uh, it works. And uh, yeah, in a way, I can say I'm happy that I did it. Well, I think it's very cool. I've listened to it a bunch of times. And I think it'd be really hard for it to not sound like you you've got the like most distinct you know <laughs> voice in heavy metal in my opinion or one of the most but what surprised me about this album is not the rainbow not judas priest not the scorpions not that stuff it's the other songs yeah. that you threw in there that i think are going to yeah. people for a loop like the tina turner and the frank sinatra cover how did those come in Ah, uh, let's say Tina Turner. In the first place, I'm a huge Tina Turner fan. You know, I was already a fan when they, when she was together with her husband, uh, Ike and Tina Turner. You know, when they came out with Proud Mary, River Deep Mountain High. You can make this song also very heavy if you want. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little story behind the Not the City Limits. Um, when I was still in Except, when we was rehearsing, there was not always, but most of the time, a warm-up song. 
for rehearsing, not the city limits, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, when, yeah, I was making my list for, for this album, I said, I want to do this song, you know. I mean, definitely, why not? Yeah, and uh, I did it. <laughs> okay, right. I was not uh, singing like Tina Turner. It's it <laughs> maybe impossible. But, um, and then Frank Sinatra, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when I did the... Uh, Dirk Schneider thing, you know, for nearly three years, I did only accept songs. That was always the outro, you know, where we said goodbye to the audience. And then when we, uh, yeah, we, we, we put out a live album and a live DVD of the Dirk Schneider thing, and uh, we want to have this song on, 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 on the record. And the publishing of, uh, I don't know who that is, Frank Sinatra stuff, yeah. they said, no, we don't want to have it on a, on a metal album. I don't know. Okay, here we go. And then we said, yeah, but, but what can we do? We want to have this song and, and, and put it on the end, on the record. And then, yeah, my old my old bandmate of except Stephen Kaufman, I mean, I'm working still together with him. And he said to me, yeah, well, I'm not doing this on our own. You sing it? And I make the music around. I said, are you sure that I'm singing my way, Frank Sinatra? And he said, yeah, yeah, I know your voice. Uh, we, we will see. And so we did it, and then we were putting this on the Dirk Schneider live album and a DVD. And then when we came up with this uh, idea for the cover album, I said, the title, My Way, it fits perfectly for this album. And then we said, yeah, okay, make a little mid remix on this song uh, of my, my, my Way. So, and then we put it also on the cover album, you know, so, and I think it fits perfectly. It's also, I did it my way. Sure. The Dirk Schneider, the Dirk Schneider way. <laughs> so. <laughs> you did, yeah. you did, but I was surprised that you went more of a traditional way with that song. Um, that one's pretty, I mean, it's not, obviously it's not going to sound like the Frank Sinatra version, but it's cl it's pretty, it's close in the mood at least. Yeah, the mood is definitely the the, the original the in, in, into the original one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's say also the it was very interesting to do this cover album. You know, there's so many different stuff on this album, and also uh, it was interesting for me sometimes to sing the songs. You know, it was like okay, we would see, but uh, it shows me also that I can do also more different stuff, you know, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the next video album. Now I think, ah, I can go there, I can go here, and that will be very interesting for me. And the most difficult song <laughs> on this album was for me the German song, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I was definitely wanted to ask you about that because, well, uh, of course, I think it's interesting that you said there's things you, you're learning things that you want to do. You're still growing as an artist and expanding things. You just turned 70, didn't you? You just had a birthday, right? Yeah. And now you, <laughs> well, yeah. first of all, happy birthday. And then yeah, you've, you. <laughs> you've released 300 records and you're still finding new things to do, which I think yeah. is incredible. Um, yeah. But this one, like you were about to mention, uh, features, and you had to let me know if I'm saying this wrong, Wolfsheim's Kein Zurich. Is that close? Yeah, that's very close. Yeah, and that's that's the first song you've you've ever recorded in German. Yes, the first time I ever did it. You know, how's that and, possible? Yeah, so I mean that. Yeah, English is uh, English is the, the language of rock and roll. You know, so if you want to be international, okay, maybe Rammstein, 
they are popular everywhere with, with German songs, you know. Uh, yeah. But Ramsam is a different different thing. And um, yeah, for me, on this song, uh, the most important thing was the lyrics. The lyrics reflecting definitely my career, good things, bad things. And it says, you know, don't look back and always looking forward, you know. Don't remember, remember bad things. Don't, you know, go always forward. Yeah. And uh, in the first place, uh, we thought, okay, now we translate the lyrics in English. Uh, but the whole meaning was gone. This, this, this <laughs> song to tra translate into English is, uh, no, it doesn't work. So then I said, yeah, okay, come on, easy going. Uh, I tried to sing my mother language, you know. Of course, I'm German. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the most difficult uh, thing in the studio to sing my own mother language. Hmm. You know, the words are much harder than in, in English. You know, in English, just more smoother, coming out easier. And German is a really hard language. And then to get the words right, get the real meaning out of your mouth. I mean, this was uh, different. But in the end, also, I learned a lot. I know, okay, I can, if I want, I can do it mm -hmm. uh, in German, but I'm not really thinking to do an <laughs> album in, uh, completely in German. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, and that was uh, also very interesting, you know, and uh, everybody was surprised, you know, who, who was singing the first time in, 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 in his mother language. So, yeah, and uh, so far, People say yes, very, very good, of course, especially more in Germany than in the rest of the world. But thank you very much, Rammstein. That uh, everybody said also, I mean, in, in Europe, they said, wow, sound, sound is great. We don't understand everything, but uh, in a way, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice song. I mean, the original one is a little bit more like electro pop stuff, you know. Uh -huh. We changed make it more in Rammstein way, you know, all the, uh, the, the the rhythm and stuff like that. It's a little bit more heavier. And uh, yeah, but the, the, the guy who wrote the song, he said, yeah, very good. Okay, how Udo was doing the music underneath is not my direction, but if Udo doing this, okay, Udo can do it. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that I did it. And uh, yeah, and I mean, anyway, I'm really happy with this, uh, with the whole album, you know, I mean, everything I think turns out very well. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Well, I have a question that I'm not so sure. Why? What makes this an Udo Dirk Snyder album, not a Udo uh, album, not a Dirk Snyder? How is it? Why is it your full name this time around? I mean, I think this is a really personal thing. It's in a way you can call it for the first time a solo album. Okay. And uh, then I said, okay, now I do this under my full name. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, of course, in the meanwhile, a lot of people, uh, it's like Udo, Dirk Schneider, Dirk Schneider and the old king, and now Udo <laughs> Dirk Schneider. And it's like, oh, okay, too many Dirk Schneiders around. <laughs> but uh, that, I think that was the best thing, you know. Udo has nothing to do with Udo. Of, of course, my, my son was doing the, the, the drums on this album. My guitar players they did some solo stuff on there, but the rhythm guitar was made by a different guy. 
Uh, Stephen Kaufman was playing two songs. My old guitar player Matthias Deed from the first time of UDO, he was doing also uh, one song, uh, Sympathy of uh, Uriah Heep. And uh, yeah, and Peter Walters, my old except mate also, he was doing with the bass guitar on this album, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's also like a big family album, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah and uh, it was a lot of fun to do it. And uh, in a way, what can I say? I um, was a little bit, the first time after a long, long time, nervous when I had the first interviews. You know, there was a listening session over Zoom. And uh, I was around 38 uh, journalists. And then they were listening to the whole album. And then I put the camera on again. And, and I think, okay, now what kind of questions are coming up? <laughs> and then everybody said, Okay, when we heard Udo is doing now cover album, why? Why he's doing this? And now, when we listen to that, this is not uh, something, uh, something what we didn't expect. You know, it's like, yeah, some journalists were saying, if these songs are not uh, so popular or already done, it can be also new. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Go album, you know. So uh, very interesting things that was coming up. It was like, yeah, okay. It's different, you know. So I think uh, then I did, did, did everything, I think, in the right direction. Do you think that you'll take these songs and bring them into your live show at all? <laughs> I mean, um, it's anyway always a nightmare to put a set list together. <laughs> I still, I still play some except songs, you know. Okay, the, the most classic ones, yeah. maybe three or three or four. Then, of course, you want to play some new stuff from the new album. Now we go on tour with Game Over, and um, yeah, we are thinking when we start rehearsing in a couple of weeks. Um, That be maybe two or three songs where we maybe think that will be the right songs for putting put it on on in a live show. We rehearse this, but I think it will be that uh, every night. Maybe for some yeah. surprise, and then we said, okay, tonight we play this song or this song or whatever. But it's not. Uh, some people say already to me, why are you not going with the whole album on tour? I say, ah, oh, come on, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I mean, there will be a lot of fun, you know, to see the reaction. But we will see how it's also when you start rehearsing songs, you know, then you know exactly, okay, this song works and yeah. make this one not. 
So, uh, yeah, we will see. There will be maybe two or three songs we have in our pocket. Well, there has to be a little bit of an added benefit, these being cover songs and most of them well-known, that it's not exactly like a new record where the audience is most likely going to know these songs right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they don't have to spend time with the record. They know They know we will rock you, you know? Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> which is one that you did a video for, which oh, I, found, yeah. I found very funny, you playing the role of the janitor. And that's what actually made me want to ask you the question about uh, about your jobs, because you had a lot of jobs in that video, right? Yeah, a lot of jobs, yeah. <laughs> you play yeah, a lot but, of characters. Yeah, but uh, that was also, you know, we were uh, thinking in the beginning, okay, put a band on stage and then play the song. And I said, come on, uh, this is a little bit boring, you know, everybody is doing that at the moment. <laughs> Can we do something else? Yeah, then a lot of other ideas were coming up and I said, yeah, mm-hmm. And then the producer of the video came up and said, I have an idea. What you think to play all the roles on your own? I said, oh, you mean that? Yeah, you, in, a, in the first place, you start as a cleaning man. I said, what, a cleaning man? <laughs> <laughs> and then you are the bartender. You are a friend, you are a DJ, you are the choir on your own, and then, of course, uh, metal gear. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> why not? You know, and then that uh, I mean, in the beginning when I started, when we was started filming the whole thing with this cleaning man stuff, he was like, "Okay, Udo, <laughs> hopefully it's the right thing." You know, <laughs> it was a, in a way it was a lot of fun. And then when the video came out, I thought, "Okay, come on, what kind of comments are coming up?" You know, and everybody <laughs> say. Man, this is great. You know, we love it. I mean, everybody was laughing. And it's like, the good thing, what they said was like, don't take yourself too serious. Sure. You know, yeah. just make, uh, <clears throat> do something. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's uh, a nice video, you know. So, and uh, everybody likes it. That's good. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely got a lightheartedness to it. And it's, and it's cool. It's just a cool look for you know and, and like you said to keep a video interesting day, these days everybody's got everybody on stage and they're just playing the song and we've seen that a million times and, yeah uh, and this was a, a nice nice twist to it was it difficult to film at all for you it was a lot of work let's say it in this way <laughs> a long day we did yeah. it in one day but it was a long day a really yeah. long day you know getting changed all the time and then okay you know, it's normal if you start doing video stuff okay uh, stop. Now we have to make the lights a little bit different. Okay, and then again. Mm, no, they, they have the camera has to be a little bit different and all that stuff. It's, but it's normal. And But yeah, in the end, it was a lot of fun to do it, you know. And um, yeah, so I can live with that. Would you, are you, maybe not already, but would you consider doing a second covers album of this? Is this going to open the floodgates and do it? <laughs> no. no. I mean, there will be definitely enough songs to do it, but uh, no, I don't think so. That was one thing. I did it, and uh, no, it was already somebody, uh, somebody, not somebody. Quite, quite a lot of people were asking, but what maybe can be interesting to do a whole album in German? Hmm. I said, mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe in my next life, but no. <laughs> Well, I guess that with you, I think the reason people would suggest these types of things with you is because you've you've done it all. 
like right like yeah this, the covers album is like one thing to check off and i don't even know what what could be next for you that you haven't done uh definitely uh the next udo album <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and um I'm really thinking, I have an idea in my head, uh, maybe to work on a rock musical. Okay. But uh, this is not easy, you know, you need first the whole story, and mm -hmm. then you can start working on the, on, the, on the music, and then we will see. I have an idea, we were talking already about this, but uh, that takes time, you know, you cannot do it like that. Okay, now we make a rock musical. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, that will be something interesting to do it. We will see. Nice. That would be cool. That would be a very different thing. Um, you know what you could do to surprise everybody? It would surprise me most. You could grow <laughs> grow your hair out long. Because I think you're the only, <laughs> you're like the only like classic heavy metal singer that I know of that doesn't have the didn't have the long hair. You know, I know you did briefly, but you know, you, your career is known as the short hair guy. I think it's great for a guy who can't grow hair. I support yeah. it. I mean, that was like also a thing, you know, in, what was it, 82? Um, we were looking for something, looking different on stage, you know, and make something different on stage. So, and then we went, it was in Hamburg, there was a military shop, and I knew already the management, they was in the head, you know. And they said, <laughs> yeah, or maybe we go in there, have a look. And then, yeah, maybe you can try some camouflage, some stuff. So I said, okay. And then I came out and they said, wow, looks great. And I said, you are sure? Looking like this? Yeah, looks great. Yeah, okay. I said, yeah, okay. Then what is that the next stage look? Yeah, yeah, you know, your movement, what you're doing on stage, it fits perfectly. And then a couple of days later, the, the management came up and said, um, you know, with this military clothes, long hair, I mean, <laughs> I, had to, I had the hair like here, like yeah, this, you know? yeah. And it said, maybe possible that you cut your hair? I said, you're fucking crazy, though. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but, you know, that looks different to everybody and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, okay. Maybe it takes one year and then the hair is again longer. Yeah. Okay, I do it. Yeah, and from then on, the image of Udo was born, you know. And uh, but it was not so easy at this time to wear military clothes, blonde hair, blue eyes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know that especially in Poland and and, and France, they thought in the beginning, oh, this is a Nazi band, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, it was in the beginning, beginning not so easy to do it, you know. And uh, but then we make a yeah, big promotion stuff, and of course, uh, the, uh, the Gabby Hoffman, she was the management, and she's Jewish, you know, mm -hmm. and she said to the promoter, can you imagine that I work with a Nazi band? Right. Uh, no, not really. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is just entertainment, you know, but now, I mean... Camouflage is uh, fashion, you know. It's <laughs> everyday clothes. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing special anymore. I tried, I tried a couple of times to go away with this, but then the people say, "Uh, -uh. Yeah. uh, in, uh I make it always a little bit different, but in a way, it's always there. In a way, you know, right, the camouflage. Right. Stuff. 
It's a trademark, so I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. And now it's much easier to get a cloth, you know, you can buy it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's all, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. That's how I didn't know that's that's how it started. Um, but uh, but that's but definitely your trademark uh, visually. Yeah. That's that's how that's how people know you. I mean, obviously you got the so many classic songs that you're responsible for. Those early Accept records are some of my favorites, specifically Restless and Wild, but. The, the the fact that you've been able to do this for so long is is quite incredible. What so what's what's next? Are you going? Are you planning to tour in support of this? Yes, yes. I mean, uh, now thank God we uh, everything works now again. Everything is also getting normal here in, in Europe, and now we start in South America mm-hmm. in June. Nearly the whole June in South America, yeah, and then we do a lot of festivals over the summer in Europe. And uh, then we start the European tour on you know, the 1st of September until beginning of December. But in the middle of October, uh, the, the whole October is now a whole. We was normally planned to do the Russian tour or the Ukraine tour. Uh, this is cancelled, definitely. And um, I don't know, maybe we try to put some more European stuff, uh, tour dates in there. Or we start really working yeah, for, for a week. Or the UDO album, new one. So definitely there will some will be something what we can do. And then I mean already two times the American tour was moved, mm-hmm. and now they are working on the on the tour again. And that will be I think in February we're coming to America and Canada, and then we have to go to Japan. So you got a whole and, year lined up. I mean, yeah, that will be. I think that then we are finished in end of March or April next year. And then here so. We are. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really looking forward, you know. I mean, this is the, the the best part of all, you know, being on tour. And I still have fun to do it. And uh, it's the best part to be on stage, you know, and play yeah. in front of people. That's just like what, what you are, why you're doing this, you know. And, uh, yeah. Do you, find, do you find it more enjoyable now? Is it more relaxing in any way? Or is there anything better about now than before? <sighs> better uh, it's more relaxing I mean definitely I don't go on tour for let's say six months or something right. uh, three months is uh, then the, the longest one and then I have a break and then maybe but if you're sitting home after four weeks you say huh, come on let's uh, <laughs> start the next thing it's you, you learn to, to relax more, you know. It's not like it was in the old days, party every night. Yeah, not party every night, but a lot of parties. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, uh, okay, we're still in touring in, in Europe with a nightliner. Uh, but if, we, if I have a day off, I go to a hotel or I fly from one city to the next city or go by train. I mean, I'm getting sometimes more out of the nightliner, relaxing. And uh, but it works, you know. And uh, I don't have any problems, you know. The people say, "But you're not tiring of touring." And I said, "No, I was uh, now home for nearly two years." Uh, right. Yeah. You're ready to get out. That was that was boring. You know? <laughs> I was thinking. I said, "Hey, retiring." That was like a, a rehearsal for retiring, you know. And I said, "This rehearsal doesn't doesn't work." <laughs> no. What does it take? What's good? What's it going to take for you to stop? 
what 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 do you mean take stop? What's it gonna take for you to stop making music? Stop touring? To you've made it longer than most people, so that's why I ask. I I don't know. I mean, uh, definitely, if my voice not working anymore, well, sure, definitely, that, uh, <laughs> definitely. But uh, <clears throat> I never had any problems with my voice so far. Never. I mean, I never canceled a concert or something like that, and it's still there. And I always try to have, be healthy as possible, you know. And um, yeah, I think also if I get the feeling I don't have fun anymore. Sure. That can be a reason to say, yeah, I, maybe I stop, you know. But I don't know. I, at the moment, definitely not. Uh, I had so many things in my head doing, you know. And uh, maybe also if I see, let's say, I'll say it in the other way. I'll say it in the other way. I will stop on a point where nobody expects this. Yeah. That, uh, uh, but I'm not Otti Osborne and do uh, five times uh, the last two. <laughs> come know, back, five, yeah. yeah, I come yeah. back. Hello, yeah. Again, you know? no, 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 no. If I say bye bye, then that will be bye bye. Uh, but that means also, uh, I think I will still doing something in the music business. I don't know what, but mm-hmm. um, maybe I start working again in a studio with with bands. Or making maybe I mean it's, it's, as long as the, the voice is working, I can make some albums, you know, or make some yeah. festival, festival shows or something like that. But this is far, far, far away. <laughs> that's amazing, man. That's how you know you're doing what you love, and that's yeah, and that's, that's you. You were you were so privileged to be able to do that, and yeah, you know, I mean, I'm infinitely jealous. It's uh, that was the best uh, uh, thing, you know. I mean, that was for me was possible to say, okay, I take the the, uh, the company of my my parents over the factory, yeah, or I go to the madness, and then I said, okay, well, I go to the madness. So, but I think that was the right thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Udo, thank you so much for taking the time to have a conversation with me right now. You're really welcome. It.
nimmst du endlos vor dir her. Du willst noch leben irgendwann, doch bin ich heute So there you go. That was my conversation with Udo and the song you just heard with Kein Zurich, which is the German language uh, track that we spoke about. Um, I'm sure I said it wrong, but I did my best. Uh, I want to thank Udo again for the time, for the conversation. It truly is a privilege to be able to get to have some of these talks that I've been able to have over the last four or five-ish years, whatever it's been. Um, I never imagined I'd be talking to some of these people. And um, it's, it's small potatoes, right, as far as what I do. Uh, but I still get the opportunity to talk to uh, people that I never thought I'd be talking to. Like, I literally spent my lunch uh, talking to Udo Dirk Schneider. So I'm glad I was able to share that with you guys. It was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it as well, at least the parts you could understand. There are a lot of exciting things happening with Getting It Out right now, and uh, one of which is the Getting It In The Mail videos I've been posting on Instagram. If you want to send me something in the mail, please do. The address is in the Instagram profile, uh, but don't don't send me uh, snakes. I don't like snakes. I'm not a big fan of octopi either. I'm sorry, octopuses. I've looked it up. and I've talked about this before. Octopus, pluralized, is pusses, not pie. Octopi is not a word. Octopuses is. Please don't send me multiple octopuses. I don't like that idea. What idea I do like is the eventual wrap-up of Getting It Out.net, which one year is, is going to happen. Uh, you be on the lookout for that. Bookmark it now. Lie in wait. Lie and wait? How's that saying go? Lie in wait or lie and wait? I think it's lie and wait sounds way, way more logical. But so I'm probably wrong. I'm going to end this one with a track from Denfire out of Brazil. The song is called Breakout. It's off the EP Riding the Winds of Death. It's available everywhere right now. Go find it. Uh, thrash metal, speed metal, crossover, whatever you want to call it. I enjoy it. I hope you will too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Bye-bye.
You ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 